right, everybody, welcome back to episode two of the Atkins Family Podcast. I am Benjamin Atkins, and I'm here with the wonderful Takia Atkins. <laughs> and Takia, what will we be talking about today? I don't know. You tell me. Come on, man. <laughs> See? We're going to be talking about COVID and pregnancy. All right. So as the resident expert here, as you're the pregnant one, mm. where do you want to start? Um, I guess we can start with... Um, I'm not necessarily how we got pregnant, but the process of finding out and all that good stuff. Was it on purpose? Was it an accident? It was pseudo on purpose. <laughs> why Why do you say that? I mean, we were trying. We just didn't think it was going to work. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> so we kind of just forgot about it and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Um, we thought, so we just transitioned from, um, Virginia to Maryland. So, uh, we thought we were pregnant before we left, right before we left, we found that we were not. And then it's crazy because, um, I had an appointment. We were here. I remember us driving back for that appointment and the doctor basically saying that, um, because of some issues I had, it might take a little while to get pregnant. So I think definitely for me, I was like, okay. I was a little sad, but I thought at least I got more time to just do whatever. You thought? Yeah. Because um, I was late, but that was normal. And so I was like, well, let me just take a test. Because I was here. You were going to work. I was here by myself. So it was just one of those mornings where I was trying to get stuff done. It was like seven something in the morning. I was going to go to the store. And um, so I took the test, fully expecting it to be like all the other times where it, it's negative. And it says not pregnant. And so. And you started shaking. Well, no. I got up. <laughs> I saw the pregnant thing and I was like, wait, what? And so I was like. I think the biggest thing in my mind was, what do I do now? So what did you do? So I remember that me and my cousin kind of had this little pack thing that whenever we, with our first kid, we would tell each other first. So I called her. I didn't even care that it was seven and nobody was up. Um, called her. She didn't answer. And then I text her. And then I called my mom. My mom didn't answer. So I called her again because I felt like, even though I knew she didn't have to work, I was like, well, this is important, so you need to get up. And so I kept calling. I was committed to keeping. Oh, blowing her phone up. Yeah, to uh, to calling till she got up. And then she got up, and I was like, Mom, I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's literally what I said. Then everybody screamed and cheered. No. It was like, oh, my God, really? Yeah, I think this was something like that. And then... um. Dang, that's crazy. I went to the store and I was just, I was still kind of like, okay, so what happens next? And I think this is where COVID ties in because I was like, okay, so everything's really different now. Doctor's appointments and all that stuff. So um, 
Yeah, what am I supposed to do? And this is this is our first kid, so I I, I was like, wow, this is this is interesting. So what did you do? What do you mean? What did I do? I went to the store. <laughs> I kept living. You said, "What do we do now?" Right? Oh exactly. well, well, yeah. And then so went to the store, and then I started to think of ideas or ways to tell you. Oh, you trying to do that little surprise thing? Yeah, to do something extra. Well, uh, I wasn't trying to do anything extra. I was just like, oh, okay, well now, you know, I'm told. People. Uh, people. So now I gotta tell him. And I gotta tell my husband. <laughs> so. All right. I never knew that was such a hard thing to do. No, it wasn't hard. I'm just saying. I just wanted to be fun with it. Yeah. So I recorded a video before you walked in about what I was going to do. I still have that video. And then um, I was shaking. So I wrote you something, and and um, it looks like it kind to me. It looks like uh, somebody in elementary school wrote it. Cause I was still kind of just shook, and um, then so my plan was I settled with uh, just giving you a note and recording your reaction. So how did that work out? I think it worked out well because of um, the news we had, and then the fact that we weren't pregnant before. I think it it was a bigger surprise. So I think your face was kind of just like. Excited, but same the same kind of reaction I had. It was like, oh wow, really? Yeah, I mean, I was excited. I uh, actually had a feeling once I walked in. I didn't have a feeling that she was pregnant or anything. But when you tried to give me that note and record me, I was like, <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing you're gonna do. You, we ain't got no money. We ain't, you ain't so you ain't about to say, oh, it's a million dollars under the bed or something. So I already knew oh, she pregnant. So I was like. That's why I say before I even like open it up, I was like, nah, watch out. I'm not even about to be yeah. on camera. You trying to <laughs> Nope, this is a setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did try that, but I just followed you around. Exactly. And then you wanted to see proof. So I didn't expect that. But um, That's not that I didn't believe you. I just wanted to see like Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm just I don't want to see the lines because yeah. I haven't seen no lines for one line, whatever it is for so long. I'm trying to see the two lines. Yeah. Well, luckily I had a one that I had one that uh, just showed you pregnant. Oh, it said pregnant. It just said, yeah, it said pregnant. So that was good. So, yeah, we, um, I think it was, it was great. And then it was like, okay, so what, what do we do now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. After you got that initial rush, now I was like, all right, uh, <laughs> it's not until another nine months. So <laughs> we go to the doctor. Yeah. Get a verification. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get the official pregnancy test. And then yeah. once we did that, it was just do what the doctor say. Yeah. But you it, did switch up. No, you switched up the whole thing. You act like you was a different person once you got pregnant. How? Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Oh, I got yeah. a, I got to do yeah. this. I got to do that now. Well, I think number one, I was so anxious and, and I was a little scared because they didn't even like the hospital wasn't even because of everything that was going on. Cause this is when COVID first started. Um, they weren't even seeing people. So I went in and then they sent me out and they were like, go home and take two more and that'll be your confirmation. That's tough. So 
um, they never even did a test themselves. So I came home, took two more. Of course, they said pregnant. And then I had to wait. How long did you have to wait? So, I mean, I guess not that long looking back now. My first appointment, I believe, was at 10 weeks. It was a dating ultrasound. It so was a, oh, the dating ultrasound to see how far along you were and how long you had to go. Well, yeah. And, and it would tell you your due date, essentially. So, drum roll. So, the due date is December 7th. I didn't get to do the drum roll yet, man. Oh, I didn't know you were actually going to do that. No, I wasn't going to actually do that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. So, for me, every ultrasound I have cried. And and I did that ultrasound too. Now, they didn't... That ultrasound, I thought they were going to let me hear the heartbeat, but they didn't. But I still cried. What you crying for? Because I think for me, it's like, it's a human. Oh, it's a human in my tummy. <laughs> Not even, uh, yeah, it's in my tummy. And then it's like, oh man, like I got, it's life. It It's just, it's beautiful when you actually think about it. Oh, like the Lion King intro? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I don't know. And you still crying to this day every time you do it? Oh yeah, every time. Um, oh yeah, because I remember we was in that 4D ultrasound, you over there smiling ear to ear and crying at the same time <laughs> just overcome with emotion yeah and i think i may have uh i spent my whole life saying that i was gonna have a girl first simply because um that would be the most challenging thing for me I feel. yourself so yeah and then so i i wanted um i was hoping for a boy and then your parents were hoping for a boy. And then you wanted a girl. And I think my mom was like, yeah, you're going to have a girl. And guess what? Drum roll, please. Go ahead and do it. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so we're, we're having a little girl. So, so the process to get there was um, after the dating ultrasound, which was difficult. Maybe you could talk about how you felt not being able to be there. You didn't you didn't get to go to any appointments. No, I haven't been in any ultrasounds except one. And I think they just let me go back there. Well, no, I come to find out they're actually letting fathers do the 20 week. Oh, is that like a major one or something? Yeah, it's the anatomy scan. So basically you get to see everything. Oh, but I think by the wait, no, we already knew the no. Oh yeah, we already knew the 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 birth or not the birth, the sex of the baby before yeah. the anatomy scan because we did a blood test. Yeah, twenty twenty. That's not really. I mean, that's not the reason they let you go back for that specifically. I think it's because everything is more developed, and they want you to have one. You at least have something to see. Yeah. Instead of just a little tadpole. <laughs> it's not. She was not a tadpole. <laughs> hey, I mean, look. Some would say babies are parasites until they're born. Yes, I've heard that. So so <laughs> your first kid, how did you feel with uh not I don't know. How involved have you felt since you can't really go to appointments and things? I mean, I'm just waiting till she come. That's what is. That's really <laughs> what it is right now. 
I mean, I don't see, I don't see that I get any special privileges or anything. Being the father, I just feel like, all right, I take you to the appointments. I wait until <laughs> she comes. I get to feel her kick and stuff. That's you know, little ugly in you. Oh, I hate that voice. <laughs> I hate that voice. Okay, so that's interesting. I think so. What was it? I I can't even think of what I was gonna say. We had. We didn't have any complications. Whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. The first trimester was horrible. Yeah, I'm about to say, no complications. I mean, we ain't have like, oh, your baby about to die. But it did seem like at least that first trimester was tough on you. You was in here. <laughs> Looking like you about to go see Jesus. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, man. So I think to explain that, everything made me nauseous. And then I would get frustrated because I couldn't eat. And then when I when I did eat, it would come back up. <laughs> and and so I was, I feel like I spent my whole first trimester searching for what would stay down. And what ended up staying down? I was so mad because they told me to buy uh, soup and popsicles, and I I wanted food like. But that worked. Yeah, I was over here eating good, too. Right. And I think we know, like, <laughs> well, not we, but you know, like, how I am with food. Like, I love food. So it was really hard to be in a space where, like, I think the the biggest tell for me, even though I already had the proof that I was pregnant, I like crab legs. And when I got some crab legs and I cooked them and I, like... Almost threw up? Yeah. I was like... Wow, I really am pregnant. And it really has just like changed. I'm like, this is unusual. <laughs> right. It's changed everything. So, yeah, the first trimester was hard. It was really, really hard. Um, and I think for me, it was it was even harder because I, I, I also struggled with depression. And I know that most people are like, oh, you should be so excited. I was so scared because as things started to get more real, it's like, no, it's it's a human life. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I still call my mom for like everything. Don't nobody know what they're doing when it comes to human life. I feel like the people who got 16 year olds don't know what they're doing. My mom could have a baby today and still wouldn't know what she was doing. Really? You know about the easy stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay. Every baby poop and pee. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about personality. But no human wise. is the same. Yeah. Everyone's unique. Okay. So raising a child is a different experience every time. Yeah, but for me, it's like, it was just like a baby. Like, I'm, I'm still over here trying to figure out parts of my life. And then, and then. It was just so much. So you have COVID going on and then I'm not working and then we're in a new place. Yeah. New experiences all the way around. It's what you signed up for. Yeah. You get to get out and live life. Yeah. But You're having it, the baby outside of your bubble. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was, that was, that was kind of depressing too, because I always like in my mind, everybody has these visions or whatever they envision in my mind. It was like when I got pregnant, I was going to be in my mom's house or my grandma's house asking them to fix me something to eat. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I thought a bunch of stuff. 
<laughs> but here I am, ain't been home since I was 18. Well. So. Well, yeah. So we got pregnant and wasn't near home. And I was I was a little little depressed. Also because I'm not a homebody and COVID has just oh. made you stay in the house and all you get to see is my pretty face. That's it. All you doing is chilling with your boy. That's it. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, so that that Because you don't like me like that. Okay, so yeah, that has been tough, but only because I think I, we talked about even before we got married, me being a stay at home mom, and this is revealed to me that that is never gonna work. For Thought me. it was, see, never had a picture in your mind and didn't work. Life rarely happens that way, rarely. So, we but we progressed in this pregnancy well. Um, got to the well, we okay, so we found out the gender, and that was exciting. I still remember that moment too. Oh yeah, that was exciting. I think what oh we had learned it over the phone. Yes, yes, we learned it over the phone, and so we knew even at our gender reveal it was basically just for everyone else. We oh yeah, our, our gender reveal wasn't for us; it was yeah. for our guests. See right. how you know loving we are that we'll host a gender reveal for the people that are coming and not for ourselves. How selfless is that? Really. Anyways, so we're some good friends and family to have, aren't we? Right. Throwing parties for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the beautiful things about our um, our gender reveal was that we um, we had it at my granddad's house who has since passed. So he at least got to know her gender and her name because we also had a poster to announce her name. Oh, yes. Aubrey Jeanette Atkins. Yes. The first. Really? (laughs) (laughs) So her name, uh, we kind of already knew names before we got married. I guess um, the girl middle names are probably more negotiable, but everything else is already, we've already figured it out. And um, so she has my middle name and I have, my middle name is also my grandma's middle name. So we try to keep some stuff going. That's kind of the purpose and how we're naming our children. Yeah, and she got my last name, if you didn't already know. I just had to throw that in there, because I'm a piece of that, too. Oh, I'm pretty sure. We'll see how, just how much of a piece you are in this this child. <laughs> so we, um, I think for me, I was so anxious with everything, because I'm like, okay, now I want a filler kick. We did, you only, I, apparently, and it's like, this is how... You know, much stuff I didn't know. You only have two ultrasounds, the dating ultrasound and the anatomy ultrasound. The only reason you have another one is if something is wrong. So um, sitting there having that second one, we did have a slight issue, but the lady never even said anything. What do you mean? So there was something that was wrong, but the lady was just because I kept saying, is she OK? You know, I don't know anything. Is she is she fine? Is everything where it's supposed to be? And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I go and check my medical records online all the time just so I can know what's going on. And um, they said something about her kidney in the medical record. I'm like, so why didn't this lady tell me? The beauty of the military healthcare system. Right. Free healthcare comes at a cost, people. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, and then when I got to my, because everything in the military is separate. So when I got to my OB, she talked to me about it and um, I still had to wait to have another ultrasound to figure out if everything was resolved. But outside of that, Aubrey was doing pretty well. Okay, good. So was everything resolved at the end of the day? So yes, at the end of the day, everything was resolved and she is fine. Yay! Mm-hmm. How how uh, much did she weigh the last time you got got her weighed? I don't know how that works, but um, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like how they determine that, but um, three pounds eight ounces. Oh, okay, all right. At twenty twenty eight weeks, that was her weight. And we're at what? We're now at thirty three weeks and four days. All right, and you also said there were no complications. I mean, you still got to do one more uh counseling for genetics oh yeah so we one thing it's like wow you're learning so much because i keep saying one thing it's another thing they test your genetics you and your partners to see um what you carry so we don't we don't have any diseases we don't have any anything going on with us but you can be silent carriers for things which is something i didn't know and we are both silent carriers for sickle cell. Yeah, we both silent carriers for sickle cell. And I'm a carrier for like some crazy like bone disease, like multiple sclerosis or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's not bone disease. That's a brain disease. I'm not sure. I don't know. It sounds like bad though. I know when yeah, the person it, told it me it was like a long name. Yeah. I was like, oh, dang, I don't want I don't. <laughs> We don't want her to have that. Right. But since I'm not a silent carrier, it's not a chance that she'll have it. But since we are both silent carriers for sickle cell, then um, we now have to have genetic counseling because she may be anemic. And explain to the people what anemic means. What are the complications? What are the ramifications? What are basically the consequences? And The only thing that I understand at this point is that her iron might be low. So she might be cold sometimes. Um... That was really because we haven't had the genetic counseling yet to really give us like actual specifics. That's all I understand it to mean right now. Yeah, it just sounds like a woman to me, cold when it's hot, hot when it's cold, you know, things like that. Really? <laughs> I will say that throughout this pregnancy, this house has had to be like a winter wonderland. That's another thing. That's exactly. Like, 66. Tell them about the 66 degrees and you still sweating. I, <laughs> it's not 66, it's 68. <sighs> and I'm hot. And this is the thing for wives out there. Um, husbands just don't understand. Cause I be telling my husband I'm hot and he don't believe me until one day I finally showed him my sweat. And then he was like, Oh, you really hot. Yes. All the time. But then see, but check this out though. See, she don't tell the whole story. So okay. she'll be hot and will be under two sets of covers. With the AC on 68, blasted with a fan on. So you sending mixed signals here. Now it don't seem like you got mixed emotions. I do not. I, we, I don't have two sets of covers that I'm under. You'll be under a little gray cover and then the comforter. You're lying. Oh, now I'm lying. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, that's Wee. not even. That's not, you, that's not the case. And the time that I showed you my sweat, I wasn't even in the bed. Okay, I'm not talking about that specific time. I just know for a fact, 
okay, whether it was two covers or not, you definitely will be under the thicker cover. And I'll <laughs> tell you, hey, get under the thinner cover. That will help with ventilation and your heating issue. I've been under the thinner cover and uh, that doesn't work. Well and then either. I tell you, get under the sheet. Yeah, not going to happen. See, so. But even what, if I'm out in, in the house and it's 68 degrees, I'm still hot. So I get what you're saying about the bed. That definitely makes sense. But what I'm saying is it don't matter where I am in the house, what I have on, what I don't have on. I'm still always hot. I'll be in here with numb toes shivering and she's talking about I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. And then so I did buy a fan because that would offset, you know, just helping out with. No, because you run them both at the same time. No, it was supposed to help with. Uh, exactly. That's yes, always supposed it to. It was supposed to help with not having the air on, but. All it did was. Now I use both. Exactly. And I still be hot. Still trying to run up our power bill. Well, it is what it is. I, drink more water, sweat more. There you go. You'll cool off. And I drink water. Put some ice cubes on your chest. I'm not doing that. Put some ice cubes on your back. Okay. Get, so, you, get you the thing that they give you at water parks. They got the fan on the end and they spray mist too. I'm not doing that. So. Anyways, that's been, that's been, that's been interesting. That's been, that has been an interesting part of pregnancy. Um, I can't think of anything else that's been fun. Talk about Aubrey's womb personality. Oh man. My daughter is definitely my daughter because I think what I've seen so far since she's, since I've been able to feel her kick, um, I'm I'm pretty small and you know so I'm getting bigger and yeah she doesn't like my I mean that makes my clothes tight so she she really doesn't appreciate that and um when people try to touch her she doesn't appreciate that either like touch her you mean touch your stomach yes she kicks doctors and it's it's not you would think like, oh, you know, whatever they're doing just woke the baby up. So she's just active and kicking. And she kicks them and then she goes back to sleep. What about man, that's crazy. <laughs> this girl's gonna be a piece of work. <laughs> what about that 40 ultrasound when she's just always never doing anything or doing something at the most inconvenient times? Oh man. Because you know, early in the pregnancy. Trying to get an ultrasound image was a difficult process because she's always active and up during the ultrasound. I mean, which is good and bad at the same time. Yeah. But during the 4D ultrasound, she was like sound asleep. Yeah. So in the beginning of our pregnancy, uh, she was always moving. So like even getting the heartbeat, hearing the heartbeat for the first time, we only heard it for like three seconds and she zoomed out of there. So she was using all her room, just an active child. I was like, okay, I, I, I feel it. And then... We got the 4D, I think, at like 30 weeks. Yeah, I think I was 30 weeks in. Aubrey was sound asleep. Now, here's the thing. Aubrey is up in the morning, very early in the morning, and she's up late at night. So I think that a part of me feels like that comes from you, though. Um, Here you go. Want to blame it on me? Um, cause the Don't late blame night. it on me if, if she if, if she your child Take responsibility for her actions And I will Because I know like that kicking the doctor and stuff That's me because I don't like people being in my space Attitude I don't I'm not a fan of that So I know that's me 
attitude. But these this sleep schedule she has is completely chilling. You. No, she just chilling. It, that's you. She's a baby. That's what you say all the time. She's a baby in the womb. She literally has nothing to do with sleep and kick. That's what you say about yourself. I'm just chilling. What else is there to do? It's COVID-19 going on. Anyway, so so she at the 4D ultrasound, Aubrey was knocked out. And she was con- she was in the perfect position, except her hands and feet were at her face. So we couldn't see anything. So we're doing like everything we can between me, you, and my mom to try to wake her up. And she is not budging. We done ate suckers in the Yes. In the little ultrasound office, the radiologist, I think that's what you call them. Or or the I I don't know. Anyway, the person <laughs> who was doing the ultrasound, she told us to like eat sugar. Yeah. Get up, walk around, right, squat. Yeah. Bounce up and down. I was yelling at her belly. <laughs> Taking my hands and shaking her belly. This is not working. All of a sudden, she want to be asleep. Yeah. She, Aubrey was knocked out and. Drinking cold water too. Yeah. So she would move, but just to kick. It wasn't like showing her face. So it took about 30 minutes and then Aubrey finally showed her face. Yeah. Finally showed her face. <laughs> we even got a picture of her butt. <laughs> really? <laughs> She was showing us everything but her face. I'm like, we don't want to see that. Exactly. She was showing us everything but her face. Everything. So. Everything. 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 Yes. So she was, um, that was an interesting experience. And I guess I should have prepared by like eating more sweets. Because one thing I realized about Aubrey is um, if I eat sweets, she'll get up. I think, and it's a different feel though, because she'll get up and kick me in ways that hurt when I eat sweets versus just being up and whatever, being a happy baby. But I have like this, this trimester, I've craved sweets like crazy. Like I got to have something in the house that's sweet. Yeah. You got to have something in the house that's sweet. But earlier in your pregnancy, you bought about six bags of (laughs) government surplus lifesavers gummies only eat one flavor out of them and still got two bags left i eat two flavors out of them and i can't i can't remember oh the only reason why i bought six bags is because that's all they had okay well it's about to be all you got in the house and you need to finish those <laughs> and then another thing with pregnancy for me is it changes so there was a period where at the beginning yes at the beginning of my pregnancy at the beginning of my pregnancy. No, 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 Okay, so I'm I'm gonna let you because you don't want to let me talk. Right. So, anyways, and now you're here buying mini cupcakes, yeah, ice cream cakes, bunt cakes, <laughs> chocolate cakes, fudge cakes. <laughs> Not but fudge cakes. Brownies. Yeah. Strawberry cakes. Oh yeah. Trying to make your own cakes. Yeah. Store bought cakes. Anyway. Street bought cakes. You're definitely dragging this out. Um, so at the beginning Hot cakes. of my pregnancy, I craved those little um Velveeta cheese, macaroni cheese things. Disgusting. And, and now they are absolutely disgusting to me. Switched up. Um and then I started Toaster Shooters was like my thing. And then Eggos was my thing. And now it's Cocoa Puffs. 
So it's it it just shifts. It changes. Right. Switched up like Dennis Rodman dome. I mean, and and that's how you know I'm pregnant. Cause I was very set before. Boy, I tell you. And so yeah. Well, you better go back to stable eating habits after you uh well, had his baby. You we to, hope so because your, your taste buds be, need to stabilize because they in flux right now. And I might be, you know, I think one time when we were eating, you were like, "Yeah, I'm not used to you eating this much. You need to stop." Oh, also, and yeah, you eat way more now. I'm pregnant. <laughs> we got that. Obviously, you didn't <laughs> because you said I eat way more now. Like that's some sort of surprise. No, something. it's not a surprise, but it is uh, an adjustment. Oh, it definitely is. Because I usually get more food and now you eating <laughs> all your food. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? The biggest thing for me is when I make chicken wings. Yeah. And you eating all your chicken wings. <laughs> I'm expecting to get at least two, three of your chicken wings. No, not anymore. And then I'm sitting there like, you about to eat that? <laughs> you going to have your cornbread? I absolutely am about to eat it. And I literally get there. I, I sit there and be mad. Like. <laughs> Because she eating what I made for her. Exactly. Because I had an expectation. The expectation should be over. No. At this point. I want your chicken wings. It, the expectation should be over at this point. And then I just learned how to make fried chicken. So it's like. <laughs> now all of a sudden she went in. Yeah. Boy, that sounds you. really good actually. Well, some fried chicken. Yeah. I wish we had some taken out. Yeah, I bet you do. Because that sounds good. But anyway, um, so um, I think that the, well, we're skipping all around in this story. But another big thing that happened was I actually got COVID. Oh, yeah, we done. No complication. <laughs> you started off the podcast, no complications. And then you proceed to say complication after complication after complication. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it wasn't anything that was like her specific. Oh, well, I mean, look, it may have not been her specific, but it was definitely a complication that happened during the time of your gestation period. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the scientific word for it. But I it hope is. it is because you just said it. It just sounded <laughs> sounded tight like gingivitis. Anyways. Gingivitis. So he so <laughs> I was experiencing. Well, the first sign for me was the loss of taste and smell. But since I normally go through seasonal changes allergies and all that i just thought i had a cold and then i started i having, ain't never had <laughs> well yeah i've had that before you it had a cold where you lost long. your taste and your smell yeah usually when it happens you lose your smell your sense of smell and then you know you have an uh, oh, yeah, augmented right. sense of taste you're right but you know the reason why you can't taste is it's like when you hold your nose because you don't want to eat the nasty food yeah or you don't want to taste that but That's, here's the thing that happens to me. But this is different. Like, yeah, this was different because it didn't last for like 10, 15 minutes. It yeah. lasted for like a day. And I was like, I was miserable. And then I'm like, Lord Jesus. But also, this is another thing. Like, usually when you lose your sense of smell, it's because your nose is clogged up right. from the cold. No, you could breathe perfectly fine. Right. right. And for some reason, you could not smell smelly smells that smelled smelly. Okay. Like you go so, sniff something and yeah, so and it, you was getting no whiff of the aroma, nothing. And then and then what really made me be like, oh, okay, I need to get tested was the um, 
the shortness of breath. You would have thought the loss of taste and smell would have got you. No, because I was still just feeling like I had allergies or something. Yeah, okay. So I I was like, okay, maybe I do need to go get tested. And I think there was a fear associated with that too, because I sometimes I feel like until a doctor tells you you have something, mentally you're pretty good. You feel pretty good. So I finally was like, uh, but I, I did it. I got tested in kind of like a, oh, this is, there is no way this is going to be positive because I don't do anything and I don't really be going anywhere. So I should be good. Oh yeah. And then, and then I got the test results back and it was all downhill from there. Right. It was like the placebo effect. Yeah. Before you got, you know, you get a people to pills and you tell them that it's something, they start feeling the effects that you told them that they would feel. Yeah. Well, and then it was up and down because I did experience the shortness of breath, but it was sporadic. It wasn't consistent. So um, after that, after I found out I had it, the episodes just started happening more. Yeah. Some would say it was in your head because you said before you knew it. I did have shortness of breath before I knew it, though. Uh-huh. But when they told you, all of a sudden, you went from having shortness of breath to having to puncture your lung. I don't even... Anyway. Your lung collapsed and you... <gasps> That's literally not what happened. Nobody's lung collapsed anywhere. I know. Well, we would have thought it happened. Anyway, so yeah. So it got bad. Then uh, Ben tried to maybe go to the hospital and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. You were so adamant and not, not about... You were so adamant that you were not going to go to the emergency room. Yeah, because I didn't want to die. No, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to take this like a champ. I'm going to go ahead and not be able to breathe at the crib. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because for me, I felt like when people go to the hospital, that's when it really, really goes downhill. Oh, yeah. And a piece of that is you can't have anybody in there with you and you need support. Oh, you didn't want to. Yeah. Now, I knew that was the the issue, because if you know, if you have a positive COVID-19 case, of course, they're not going to let anybody go back there with you. And then they're going to treat you like you different. Exactly. They're going to isolate you, treat you like you got a disease. Right. And and I eventually did go to the hospital and that's exactly what they did. Then you get left on the ambulance with like. A long time before they even let you in? Yeah, because, okay, so we uh we ended up calling the ambulance during one of the episodes. And um, because I think my oxygen levels or something like that was good, I guess I wasn't a priority. So they just decided that they were going to wait until a room opened up. And that's where it comes into the whole being treated different. As you should be, because you are positive, you have to wait for, I guess, a clean room. So I was waiting for a room that was specifically for a po- a positive COVID-19 patient. Oh, yeah. That's about the isolation. They want to make sure that only the positive. They want to make sure all the sick people go to the sick area. Because mm-hmm. not necessarily a clean room where, you know, clean rooms for people who is like autoimmune issues. Well, yeah. When I say, I didn't mean like that. But yeah. When I say clean room, I mean like. They're room you, specifically for people yeah, who they have COVID. You infecting the rest of the space. Exactly. Tell them how the people like the ambulance came in like spaceman suits. Oh yeah, they were <laughs> they were covered up, so they were there was no, <laughs> there was no chance that they were gonna get it. Bro, look. <laughs> they came in. They saw I had a mask on. They was cool, but they saw like her little her mask had like a little part of it was letting some air through. They was like, you got to pinch that up. Yeah, and then they eventually just took my mask off and gave me another one. And for me, it was like, I I can't breathe. 
because I'm pregnant. Like it, so it was it was too much going on. It was like you good, literally. So I finally got in a room. They tested everything. They were just, and this is why I didn't want to go to the hospital because um, one lady said, um, yeah, the next couple of weeks are gonna just be the hardest couple of weeks you've ever had, and this is gonna be just like the worst flu you've ever had, and you're just gonna have to wait it out. Oh, why, thanks for the boat of confidence. I came to the hospital to be treated, and all you did was tell me my death sentence. <laughs> right. And it was like, dang, this is why I didn't want to come here. But luckily, they were like, well, we can't, we're not going to hold you. But if anything changes, we want you to come right back. Nothing changed. And I think that's the, I feel like that was the mark of you recovering. Yeah. It got so much better after that. That was the, the, the pit. That was yeah. the worst of it after that. Yep. It was all good after that. Um, started regaining my sense of uh, taste and smell. That actually took a while to come back. I think probably like maybe two weeks ago, it it returned fully. And I got COVID at like the beginning of August. Yeah. And if you're wondering how I like, why I'm not telling my side of the story is because I was negative. Yeah. He never got it. And so for me, it's like, wow, God, this is great. I'm suffering <laughs> because of pregnancy, all this stuff going on. And I got COVID and he just sitting there. So she just mad because I'm not sick. What? How does that sound? It sounds horrible. It she really want me not, to be sick with her. It's not. It's horrible. It sounds horrible, but God knows my heart. And it really was just like feeling alone, but it worked out good because we, I mean, it would have been horrible if we both had it. Right. Feeling alone. Even that one night where I think we just chopped it up till I was probably exhausted. But we thought at the moment that I was coming down with COVID-like symptoms. Yeah. I was down for the night. Yeah, because you walked into a wall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. No. Right. Because when we were nursing her back to health, I had to do like literally everything around the house everything and take care of a sick pregnant wife so i think it took a toll on me for a little bit yeah and i think that night it really did because you were i was like this dude just walking into a wall talking about i'm good (laughs) i just need a nap (laughs) see i laid down and then yeah we was good boy she was over there on google oh what you you got this how you really i don't think i was on google she scrolled Hey, you got anyway. Just scroll a little bit. I was out on Google. Hey, is you so you need to now nah, we gotta go to the emergency room. So you no 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 I need that same energy when you were supposed to go to the emergency room the first time and anyway. you refused. And we just toughed it out at the bed in the bed. Okay. So anyway, moving forward, we overcame COVID. But that was annoying, too, because it was just so much because then they were like, oh, yeah, because you have it, which makes sense. But because you have it, we can't let you come in for your doctor's appointments for your baby. So I'm like, "Okay, is my child alive? Like, I think that that was taking a toll on me as well, because there was no way I could really check on our baby. Oh, well, she she could check now. Um, She done got real good at a. She like her own radiologist or whatever, but she got a little baby heart monitor a, thing. Yeah, baby Doppler. That's what it's called. But she got to put the little jelly on her belly. <laughs> she put the thing on there. She could hear the heartbeat and everything. She know how to find it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, we were trying to be a doctor. Well, yeah, I got it for you at first. When I first ordered it, it was for you because you didn't hear her heartbeat. So I wanted you to hear her heartbeat. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that was nice. And then it's a baby in there, right? And then it just became a source of comfort, sort of, when um when I couldn't go to the hospital and check on her myself. Oh yeah, you was boy, you was checking that thing. Uh, yeah. You was making sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, I can't. Oh, never mind. I got it. Right. <laughs> right. So we, I mean, we did pretty good after that. Yeah. Who do you think she looked like? Um, I'm pretty sure she's going to look like you. I've just accepted that all the kids that pop out of me will be carried by me, but they will look exactly. I mean, judging by that 4D ultrasound, she has your nose. And I'm pretty sure that's probably it. I think she got my forehead. Yeah, definitely. What you, what you mean by that? Just saying. You think? Just saying. Uh-huh. I feel like that was a sly comment. No, it wasn't. But yeah, I mean, other than that, we've been pretty good. So now we're at, what, 34 weeks? Yeah, 34 weeks and four days. 34 weeks and four days. We still have, you know, a bunch of appointments on the horizon. Yes. We have a hospital tour on the horizon that I might not even be able to be there for either. Well, I think think you're off that week. Oh, maybe so. You won't be able to be there for the labor, for the um, preparing you for labor or whatever. You'll be at work for that. Oh, that thing? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But you'll be there for everything else. Because so, it's yeah. online. Oh, great. <laughs> so you ready for little Aubrey to come and terrorize our home? Um, Sure. I think at this point, the my comfort level is minimal. So, yes, I am ready for her to go ahead and just, you know, make oh, yeah, an entrance you, into the world. <laughs> you real pregnant now. You can't even hide it no more. Yeah. You used to be able to wear hoodies and <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to tell. Now you got the waddle, belly out, yeah. lean back. Right. And the then gangster lean. She's, the way she's positioned just makes breathing so hard. Oh, yeah, you swear you can't breathe. Her butt is like by my lungs or rib cage or whatever. It's by something. And Aubrey is not gentle. So when she <laughs> kicks or moves her head, it's like, oh my God, really? Because sometimes I just be like, what are you doing? Like, seriously. I see you was doing them kick counters. Oh, what, yeah. what are those for? So they say after you hit 32 weeks that you should do. Um, do the kick counter when the baby is the most active to see how long it takes you to get to 10 kicks. If it takes you over two hours to get to 10, 10 kicks, then you should go into the emergency room because there might be something wrong with the baby. So at this point, her movements should be pretty, um, they, they should be the same. Like, so that getting up in the morning, getting up at night, that should be pretty constant. Okay, because I was about to say, because my question was going to be, what if their baby is asleep? Of course you won't get the 10 cakes. The baby's asleep. Yeah, but that's the thing. Um, that's why you do it when they're the most active. Um, you should do it the same time every day. And then for me, I think I've realized all I got to do is like eat some sweet or drink some cold water and she'll kick. So what's her kick count now? Like how to, how fast do you get to 10 kicks? In the morning, it takes probably under a minute because she is like wired. 
<laughs> and then at night, um, I mean, it depends. It it all just depends on her. And then she moves a lot more throughout the day as well. So I think I, I see kind of like every other day during the day she's active and then some days she'll just be sleeping. So <laughs> it all just, and I think it also depends on my movement because I'm home a lot. I don't really, I don't get out much, but when I do get out. But when I do. She's, it's like a circus in there. We lit. Yeah, I think, I think she thinks that we are. So. Outside time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think for me at this point, I've been a little nervous about the actual giving birth thing, but I am excited for her to be here. But I also am grateful for the the quietness that we have right now and being able to do this podcast. Yeah. And move freely. Like we can move freely right now. We can move freely about the cabin. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about like feeding her or whatever. Um, because as long as I eat, she's good. So you're going to come back another podcast and tell y'all how it's going three months after she born. Oh yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure this is going to be interesting. And I think for me, it's been good because my brother just had his, his baby. So being able to see it happen through their eyes has been really good too. Yep. You get so. the witness from afar, the, yeah. the dread and doom is mounting. It, no, it's not. And I think <laughs> that's been uh, that's been really good too because they're so close in age, and I think they kind of already had their first little encounter because I got to hold him. And like I said, Aubrey don't like people in her space, so she definitely kicked him. The baby was on her stomach, and the baby inside the stomach kicked the baby outside the stomach. Yeah. So they had their little encounter because my nephew definitely was asleep on me, and she woke him up. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> so did the baby sleep i mean i'm excited we got the baby shower coming up tomorrow and um i think for me the biggest thing has been i've spent probably most of my life preparing for this moment and it's amazing how you can do all that preparation and still feel like so inadequate i think going back on the way to the gender reveal, I was crying because I was like, oh my God, how am I supposed to like do this? And then I started thinking about my mom and it really brought me peace because um, I think well, my mom had me when she was young, but my mom taught me so much. And And now that I look back, now that I can really take that time to reflect, because I think this pregnancy is really, really made me appreciate my mom even the more because she just, she taught us through action. And I think that's why I'm so like, I'm so hard on myself because my mom, when I say my, I'm, so my mom wasn't a talker. And when I say my mom wasn't a talker, you have people in this world who just say things like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. The beautiful thing about my mom was I got to actually see her walk out the stuff she was saying. So, you know, not doing certain things. My mom wouldn't just say, she, she, she wouldn't be that person who would be like, oh, don't smoke with a cigarette in her hand. My mom was literally the person that was like, look, don't do that. 
and and she modeled it. So I think for me, it's been like having a daughter, specifically a daughter, because I feel like they really do model themselves after you, um, has been has been interesting because I'm like, dang, now I really gotta like I gotta tighten up. This isn't I can't tighten up. I can't I can't be like, Aubrey, don't you and then she looking at me like, Monty, you just Aubrey don't call names. Then you just call that man an idiot in the store. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me it's just been like, okay, um time to tighten up. Of course still be human, but that's that's really been what's been heavy on my mind. You gotta get your act together. Oh yeah, definitely. Can't be calling people bozos on the road. Yeah, I have yeah. another word that I like to call people on the road. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna say that. And other other words that I can't mention on FCC airways. Yeah, because this that wouldn't be good. But <laughs> I think I think I think Aubrey's coming at an appropriate time. Um. And I'm happy. Me too. She'll be the crescendo to 2020. Yes. And I'm hoping she comes on your birthday. See, look, we've already discussed this. If Aubrey comes on my birthday, (laughs) I will not be there. (laughs) People think I'm joking. Uh, I'll be enjoying my birthday. Here's the thing. Especially, no, 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 hold on. Before you say that, though. Okay. Before you say that, especially because Takiya said if she is given the option to induce labor for whatever reason, (laughs) she is going to intentionally decide to induce labor on my birthday, December 2nd, the greatest day of the year. During the most wonderful time of the year. Exactly. So we make it even greater. No, 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 no. See, when you have perfection, you cannot add upon it you can only take from it if it ain't broke don't fix it there ain't nothing wrong with that day the only thing i can say to that is um next time just be more careful about when you choose to get me pregnant next time just be more careful about when you choose to get me pregnant because then you won't have to you you won't have to worry about me um picking a due date close to yours like outside of scientific methods in a turkey baster it's a little bit harder to just choose no, it's when not. you get someone pregnant. No, it's not. All right. We're it's, not going to go into the science on this podcast. This is not the point. Because it's... Anyway. Um, whatever. But yeah. And here's the thing. If, if she comes on your birthday, I know for a fact that you will be in the delivery room. Because I only have to make one phone call. You gonna call my dad? I'm calling your dad. My dad is two thousand three hundred and sixty-seven miles away, and I'm still calling him. Okay, and how he gonna get in touch with me? What do you mean? How he gonna get in touch with you? I just won't answer the phone. <laughs> Bingo. Oh, listen, yeah, I, I, it's I'm calling everybody, but it don't even matter. I'm not calling everybody. I'm calling your dad. You better call Tyrone. Anyway, I can hear him now. Nobody wants to hear that. But yeah, I'm calling your daddy. And then I bet you be at the hospital. All right, we're going to see about that. I'm going to tell him it's my birthday. And, and he. But it's my birthday. That's though. the thing. The, your daddy going to be like, don't nobody care? All right, you're good. I'm glad I'm not nobody. I'm somebody. We don't care. Go, Your baby about to be born. Go ahead, get in there. 
your dad is very specific. He's already made his requests and all that stuff. So you're going to be at that hotel or hotel. <laughs> what am I talking about? You're going to be in that delivery room. No. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm calling you dad. Simple. We will continue this discussion at another time <laughs> because obviously she's not getting it. And this is the part in marriage where you realize the wife is usually right. So they say. Yeah, but it's true. False. It's definitely true. Okay. It's true. Right. Anyway. Negatory. So yeah. First baby. Yep. First one. We'll it, see how this goes. It, <laughs> We're in for a wild ride. Yeah. And but we have help. So my mom will be coming down for Christmas or something like that. And then your mom's coming as soon as all this stuff clears up. Right. So and she'll be dad's here coming in twenty twenty six. Okay, so <laughs> anyway. So yeah, her his mom has to wait a little bit longer just because she's she's in California. So it's gonna take a, a plane ride to get her here. So we just want to keep Aubrey safe. And so Aubrey will be at home. Yep, at home in her mother's arms while I'm outside having fun and celebrating the birthday that I did not get to celebrate because Aubrey was born on that day. If this actually does happen, yeah, I'm going to get my 24 hours. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think, first of all, I don't even know. You don't even know if you have to work. The Lord give it. Oh, and yeah, the Lord take it away. You don't have to work. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We're, we're going to see when she comes. I'm hoping that she's not like late. Yeah. Cause I want her to be like fattened up by Christmas because you know, when babies first come out, sometimes they look like aliens. <laughs> That's across the board. <laughs> so we got to make sure. And if she's not fattened up by Christmas and she's still like newborn weight, then you got to put a beanie on them, put them in the thick coat. Really? Make sure they sleep because their eyes be just wandering. It's funny because that's something that we agree on. Um, Out of all the things we could agree on, we do agree that when babies first come out, they do look like aliens. Awkward. So we, you know, we've already decided we're going to be very specific about which which pictures we post. Now, our grand, our, our parents, her grandparents, they're going to post whatever they want. Yeah, they're going to post whatever they want. And I'll be very vocal about the fact that I think that picture is ugly. <laughs> but that's just me. And I'll make sure that I have a trusted person to review every baby post before it is posted. So they could tell me, hey, don't do that. Or, hey, it's a go. You got to have somebody. You got to have a second set of eyes because you get. You're mesmerized by your child. Right. Everybody think they baby look good when they first come out. But that's simply not the case. Yeah. And I think we're not saying that babies are ugly. I think it's just, you know, they're they're adjusting to the world. So it's not. Fresh baby. No. Come on now. We understand. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about a fresh baby. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Three, four weeks. They get fat. Skin clear up. Babies look good. Yeah, but a fresh out the womb, baby. I don't know what is where it's at, baby. Legs moving all around, baby. Looking at everything but not focusing on nothing, baby. Crying, baby. Yeah, it's not it's not the way to go. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be particular about that. Yep. But if you ain't got nothing else, well alright folks. 
I am Benjamin Atkins, and this is the lovely Takia Atkins, <laughs> and this is the Atkins Family Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>